Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth Copeland. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Let's have a word of prayer. We'll get right into today's Bible lesson. Father, we thank you today. We praise you and thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. And we give praise and honor, opening our hearts and opening our minds to receive revelation from heaven. Oh, Lord, I've prayed this so many times, and it's just come up in me again. Words, words that move heaven on the earth through the covenants of God. And we thank you for it, and we praise you for it. And we're blessed today in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Join me, everybody, for what, in welcoming Professor Greg Stevens to this broadcast. That's an honor. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, we... Um, We've we've had uh, um, a historical time on the, on this broadcast because what we thought started out <laughs> was two weeks on the covenant. We couldn't do it. Hmm. We did three, and we didn't do it. And now we're about to do <laughs> two weeks more. Amen. Amen. We, we've never had that happen uh, on this broadcast before, and it the 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 context of it is is the reason why. So let's go over to the book of Ephesians. That's been our golden text throughout this entire study from Ephesians chapter two. And let me let me um, let me let me explain something to you about Greg Stevens. Uh, he is associate pastor at EMI at EMIC. But he teaches and trains students at Kenneth Copeland Bible College in the Old Testament or the First Covenant. I learned that from you. And I really like that because it says more than Old Testament, New Testament. First Testament just means covenant. That's that's the way it's really written. And it's the First Covenant which gave birth to the second covenant. And it's very simple. The blood of men and the blood of God. But you had to go through the first one to get Jesus into the earth. That's right. That, that had right. to take place. That's right. And then it began in the Garden of Eden. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, this, uh, well, let, let's go here. And, and you, uh, this, this this couple of verses of scripture right here mm-hmm. is a the foundation knowledge of why so little happens in the Western world. Take the same Bible, take it to Africa. It's not because the people there haven't heard anything. They have. Missionaries have been going to Africa for centuries. But they're covenant-minded people. Western people are not. Mm -hmm. You say the word covenant, and it doesn't mean anything. To us, it's a contract. It's just a contract. Yeah, it's just a contract. It's not a contract. And the only time in the natural world that you ever hear the word covenant used 
or neighborhood covetous where they don't let you paint your house pink or, right. you know, or something like that. That's right. It's asinine. And it boils down to nothing. And it's right here. It'll tell you right here in this second chapter of Ephesians, verse 11. Wherefore, remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision. That's covenant. I mean, it's, it's headed right into it. This whole book is two right covenants. To Everything in it has to do with that. By that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hand, at that time, you were without Christ. You were without the anointed one and his anointing. You were without it. It was not in your life. Not available to you. No, it was not. And being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants, both of them, of promise. Make a big note out of promise. Covenants of promise. What is the word of God? Well, it's the Bible. No, it isn't. No, it's his bond. He's honest. His word's good. And it's blood. Now, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes far off made not by the blood. The blood of that covenant, see? There it is. We've become family. Now, here's, here's the deal. Covenants of promise have become religions. Mm-hmm. True covenant is hope which is coming from religion to reality. 54th chapter of Isaiah. 53rd chapter, Jesus is on the cross and raised from the dead. 54th chapter is speaking to the church. Now, we, you can read all of that and it's, boy, it's exciting. This covenant talk all the way through it. But now notice verse 8. In a little wrath, I hid my face from thee for a moment. But with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. Look at this. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn. Say sworn. sworn. He swore it. And he did it in blood. The covenant, the blood covenant with Abraham was the first of its kind in the world. And it became the base of all blood covenants on earth. And they're still being practiced in certain places around the earth. This is as the waters of Noah over sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth. So have I sworn, say it again, sworn, sworn. that I would not be wroth with thee nor rebuke thee. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that has mercy on thee. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Now, that Greg, word that word sworn in the Hebrew is the Hebrew word Shabbat. Shabbat means to exchange oaths or to solemnly swear. The Father, God, is solemnly swearing an oath. That's strong. Oh, it is. And that's what that word means. And so there's a reason you pointed to sworn. You said that two times. Notice that word. I have solemnly exchanged oath. I solemnly swear to you. So help me God. That's what well, he's he doing. didn't have to say that. No, he is, he is that. That's what's happening. And here, look, look, Greg, the church doesn't know that. No. Well, you know, that is God that brought that tornado through here. He's going to teach people something. He's angry about all that sin. No, he's not angry at all. He's disappointed. But he's given his promise. My wrath has been satisfied. I poured it out on Jesus and it's all over. That's exactly right. And I'm just sitting back having a good time. He cannot go back and undo that. No, he can't. No, he can't. To do so would mean he would no longer exist. And that's not going to happen. He watches over this word to perform it. And he, he, he's not forgotten what he promised Noah. He's not forgotten that. That's still in effect. It's part of the everlasting covenant. It's a covenant that he, this is not a covenant with Israel. This is a covenant with mankind and the earth. That's right. And the animals. Yes, sir. Because it was everybody. He's not doing that anymore. No. And that was a one-time thing. Now, there will be a new heaven and a new earth. That's in front of us. But this this covenant symbol, and he gave us... A, he swore to do that just the same as he swore to do this. Yes, sir. The new heaven and the earth. And that will happen. It's in our future. Yeah. So he put a covenant symbol like he did for Abraham. He made a covenant symbol so that we could see it and be reminded of it. And that was the rainbow. I love it. That every time you see that, you remember... Jesus will quote this about the days of Noah. Uh, Greg, I've, I've done it. I've, I've, had, I've seen the rainbow, and uh, particularly up in the mountains of Colorado, you'll oh, see yeah. double rainbows a lot. And I'll see it, I'll say, oh, look at that. My father's not mad at me. No, he's not. He loves me, and he doesn't rebuke me. He just he just uh, talks to me, and and uh, and he corrects me, and and so forth. And I read that over in the book of Hebrews where he chastises me and says, see there, he's mad at you. No, he's not. He, look the word up. Come on, man. And, and women also. And, and look, look, look the word up. It means to train like a child. It means to discipline. But they say, well, now there you have it. He disciplines you. Yeah, but he does it with a smile on his face. Let me Amen. tell you another thing I always think about when I see the rainbow. Because Jesus says... What they were asking about the, your coming when you return. He said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. And so every time I see a rainbow, I think about this. There were three groups of people in the earth in the time of Noah. Yeah. Those that uh, were saved in the ark. It was a family. Um, and then there were those that perished outside the ark. And then there was one guy that was prophesied that he would, that the destruction would happen when his son died, Methuselah. And that's Enoch. Enoch one body was raptured out of the place before this all happened. And so I'm looking at, in our day, there's a body, the body of Christ, who will go up out of here. There'll be a group that'll be protected during that tribu- that very short tribulation time, and the others will perish. And we're living in, in that razor edge moment, oh, Brother Copeland. Craig, it's just a little sliver. Mm-hmm. Any way you figure it, just a little 
sliver of time. And we're there. Amen. Oh, glory to God. So I, I know that when I see a rainbow, it's soon I'm, I'm coming out because yes, he's sir. not forgotten this covenant. That's right. And Jesus will quote this covenant. And he's smiling. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's, not, he's not angry at me. The war is over. Yeah. The enmity between us. You read it in Ephesians. We were strangers with no promise and no hope. And now I have that. In Christ, I've been grafted in. I wasn't born of natural Israel. I didn't live there. But I'm part of this covenant. And Jesus, you, you mentioned a while ago where I said first covenant, second covenant. I got that from Jesus. I got that in uh, Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13, he leaves his house. He goes and sits by the seashore. And they come to him. And uh, this is what I, this is the approach I take with Kenneth Copeland Bible students. Let me read this to you real fast. Verse 52. He said uh, in Matthew 13, 52, Then he said unto them, Therefore every scribe, teacher, which is instructed under the kingdom of heaven is like a man that is a householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. So let me read that out of the Passion. And the Passion translation says this. He responded, Every scholar of the scriptures who is instructed in the ways of heaven's kingdom realm is like a wealthy homeowner with his house filled with treasures, both new and old. He knows how and when to bring them out. And so that's what we're doing. We're bringing out these things from this first covenant in order to understand this second covenant. The Old Testament was types, and the New Testament, right. it's revealed it's the reality. To us, the reality. You will not understand Leviticus if you've never read the book of Hebrews. Just, you just can't. You won't understand Daniel had there not been written revelation. That's right. And so you have to marry them together because it is the same covenant. It is an everlasting covenant. And they're just revealed differently now. We live on this side mm-hmm. of the finished work of Jesus, his blood. The rose died. Mm-hmm. Then the next rose was born out of that one. Mm. To me, that, that, that really helps me. That's it? Yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> the case. So, this is, this is what we're doing. We're not, I don't live in the Old Testament. I live in, I live in this New Testament. But I study that so that I can get greater revelation of what I walk in now. I get a greater understanding mm-hmm. of what Jesus actually did. Now, what, now here's, here, Greg, this is where, the Lord has uh, d- directed us, I believe, to go this week mm-hmm. is into the new covenant. The first covenant was a national covenant. Ours is a healing covenant. Absolutely right. It is a it is it is what belongs to us. It belongs to us. I mean, Jesus belongs to us. Jesus belongs to the whole world. Gift to the whole world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Well, now he's not the only begotten anymore. He was... As long as the first covenant was in force, which all the way through his ministry up until there was until 
the resurrection. And that brought the new one in right then. It happened right in front of everybody's eyes. So, and people struggle with healing and struggle with all of this. Well, I just don't know if it's God's will. Um, It's because of error that we fixed over there in the 54th chapter of Isaiah. That's right. He fixed that line. Surely it belongs to you. Because Jesus belongs to you. Absolutely true. Yeah, but I need to know the will. He is the will. He said, I came to do the will of my Father. Turned no one down. Everything he did when he was on earth, he did as a man, carrying out the will of his heavenly Father. That's exactly right. And he's fulfilling something that hadn't been fulfilled before. That's right. And now he's given us an assignment to fulfill what he started. That's something. Because that's what he said when he left. Go Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. He gave us an assignment. Just like he was on an assignment. In John chapter 3, he's going to use a really interesting phrase. He's going to talk about that the Son of Man has to be lifted up. And he's going to quote, like the brazen serpent, when the, when the serpents were biting the children of Israel. That was a covenant thing for them. Yes. They were to look upon that pole. That thing really bothered me. I, I said, Lord, why in the world did you put that snake up there? And it says it's to represent Christ. I don't get it. He said, we'll read 2 Corinthians 5.17. Yeah, I know. Any man's in Christ is a new creation. Old things passed away. He said, old things passed away. Mm-hmm. He said, that represents yes, sir. what Jesus would do when he took upon himself death and... He took upon himself our sins and our spiritual death and suffered. He he never sinned, but he bore the sins. And so he, he took the nature of Satan on him, not in him, on him. Yes. So that that old sin nature could could be removed. Old things, that old sin nature, gone. Glory to God, I'm a new creature. That's not who. I, that, I, that's who I was. That's not who I am. And that's that. But that's the reason that they had to represent that. And he's training them. Your redemption is going to come from a tree. It was. It started at a tree. Now that part Look I didn't get. <laughs> it started at a tree. Think about that. Yes, with Eve, sir. with that serpent at the tree, at the tree, talking to her. That's right. And your redemption is going to come from a tree with a serpent. See that serpent on it? All what you just said. It's all tying together. He's fulfilling everything <clears throat> to the letter when he when he does that. And Satan twisted her words. That's what he always does. He doesn't oh, have yeah. anything new. Oh, yeah. Because what was the instruction? You don't eat of that tree. And she said. She changed it. it. We're not supposed to touch it. She might have been leaning up against the thing while she said it. Or had her hand up on it. She's touched it. She has to tend to it. You can't. That was God's fruit. Yes. That's right. It had to be 
their tithe. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was God's, but it was in their garden. Under their care. Yeah. Under so, their stewardship. Now, and, and then he comes right back, comes right just immediately, go from that scene over to, the, to Cain and Abel, and they fought over the tithe. Mm-hmm. So God had taught him tithe somewhere in there. He covenanted with them that, and, and I'll submit this to you, I believe it with all my heart, had they not done what they did. And when the time came, when the fruit became ripe, then they would have picked it. Mm-hmm. They would have taken it to the Father then he would have taught them the difference between good and evil without their having to experience it. That's right. That's right. But the whole thing was over the top. Now, you, you realize Adam's not fallen at that state. That's right. When that happened. And God breathed into him life, blessed him. And so the nature of God went in him. He had the mind of Christ. Oh, yeah. Sure he did. So he knew. Perfectly. Yes. He was not the Caesar scripture says. She was. Yes. But he wasn't. He knew what he was doing when, when he did that. But so anyway, the whole thing is it was on a tree. Your redemption is going to come on a tree. And then we go to Galatians. Cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. That the blessing. What blessing? That blessing all the way back in the beginning. Yeah. That Abraham tapped into by faith. Mm-hmm. It's the same blessing. God's just getting it back into the earth. And he's doing it through the promised seed. And this is why we have our faith in that promise. And it's going to come on a tree. Now, let me say something here. I want to say that I want to say this to you in the audience, the radio and television audience. This is all exciting. It gets it really gets your blood up. But it isn't any good. Unless you come to that place where you mix it with faith. And you begin to say this thing belongs to me and I'm not turning it down. I, you're not Satan. You can't take this away from me. I, God has sworn this to me. He has sworn that I'm healed. He has sworn that I'm prosperous and I am a tither and you can't do it. Devil, you can't touch me. The blessing of the Lord is up about me just like it was Job. Whew. That blessing wall. Glory to God. You can't touch me. I'm the blessed and I'm the healed. Yes. Because that's part of the covenant. That's covenant. I I have a sworn oath of God in the blood of his son. It has to be mixed with faith or it's just more than this happy religion we have. And it just becomes an empty promise. Yeah, it does. And we're not walking in the fullness of it. And I think that's where so many people have missed it is they've not mixed faith with knowing the character and nature of the person that made the covenant. And we're out of time. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.